0: Welcome stranger. What you buying? Ugh.
1: I want to be the very best like no one ever was.
2: Mm. What is an undead man? A miserable little pile of secrets?
3: Enough already. I get it. These are lines from other video games and I thought working designs was bad about this. Hey, there's no need to be mean.
1: We're just having some fun.
2: Besides, This game came out in 2010, you know, before the internet decided that pandering to nostalgia was a bad thing, even though pop culture as a whole has been doing that in a cyclical fashion for the past 60 or so years.
3: Okay, fine. You can keep making your references. Yay! Maybe your prince is in another castle!
1: Hey, listen! It's a secret to everybody!
2: I am Error.
4: is rpg backtrack rb gamers official retro gaming podcast covering titles from the early days of pc gaming right up through the consoles of yesteryear join hosts kelly ryan matt mason and the estimable mike Minky, as they and their guests tell you what to borrow what to buy and what we'll to relegate to that big backlog in the sky.
5: Hello, and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of rpgamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast for your weekly news and QA Quest for your weekly feedback. And we're your semi bi weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and my co host, as always, is with me, is Mr. Matt Mason.
4: Semi-bi-weekly, yes I am.
5: And we've got a cavalcade of co-hosts or guests or whatever you want to call them. We've got Robert Albright. Howdy, howdy. Sam Walker. I'm the explicit tag. Yes, you are. <laughs> Pascal Takaya. Uh,
3: I'm the vice president of Backtrack Affairs.
5: <laughs> and uh, the final Florida man, Ryan Radcliffe. I'm
3: helping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, does this mean I can be president, Pascal? <laughs> can I be president,
5: yeah,
3: I mean, it pays nothing, there? so please, somebody has to be it.
1: I call president! <laughs>
5: yes! I don't I know how to segue into one. that. Um, <laughs> I'll just play it straight. We're, we're doing a couple of z games this time around. Uh, Breath of Death 7 and Cosmic Star Heroine. Um, if you're asking about Cthulhu or the Penny Arcade games, I, those are going to be separate shows, because um, cosmic stars kind of beefy and breath of death is so short that we can just didn't know where to put it
4: (laughs) it's just a little breath
5: just just a little breath a little little breath of dragon quest styled nostalgia
4: oh yeah what is
5: that so after a brief musical interlude we will be right back to dive right into both of these Z boy games And welcome back to the Z-Boy Games RPG backtrack. Z-Boyd. Z-Boyd. It's so hard to swear that, that name. Z-Boyd. And, and if the title is an indication, I keep wanting to call them Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, Z-Boyd the boys games. that make the games. Yeah. Um, Breath of Death 7, we're going to go into that one first, since it is short and sweet. And to the point, I think I played through it in like two hours. Over what? the holiday break, I, I was on oh, easy right. mode.
4: Oh, that's right. I, I had lots of problems. I, I was at about six and a half hours.
5: Yeah, the, the enemies are significantly easier in easy mode. Um, Maybe you're
4: just not just, very good. I, I don't claim to be.
5: <laughs> no, because some of those random encounters can give you some problems even in easy mode, um, especially in that last dungeon. Matt, um, so so basically, sorry, you heard,
3: go ahead. They, um breath of death breath of death seven is the original game that they say get good
4: <laughs> oh let me tell you it, it was one i had to get levels like there were times i had problems with bosses and i'd go like i'm like this is ridiculous this is a six hour game why am i having a problem with a boss so i'd click on like a 10 year old playthrough and i watch it and i'm like well of course this guy's winning he's like five levels higher than me
5: yeah um you get significantly more money and experience in easy mode too
4: i didn't have uh, a problem with that uh well yes. money Money I didn't, but apparently experience I did.
5: So the story of Breath of the Seven, you're a skeleton called Dim Bones, and you're basically setting out to save the world, I guess?
4: Well, hold on. You didn't tell the pre-story.
5: Oh, right. So the world destroyed itself in a nuclear apocalypse, and there's nothing but undead things in, left yep. in the world.
4: When that humanity in, in the year 20XX, humanity wiped itself out. Now there's only undead around.
5: And uh, technically, the skeleton is silent, but you can hear his internal monologue via a special thing. I'm I'm
2: surprised they didn't go with the joke in the year 25XX, and people could just think of in the year
5: 2525. I mean, back then, 20XX kind of was the joke because I wanted, well, it started with Mega Man, and then Homestar Runner kind of ran with it, so that was the joke. And that's
2: true. But game, uh, the song reference, I I, I always think of, because, you know, what if if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they will fall.
5: And just kind of the, the original release date for this game was February 1st, 2010, uh, originally on Steam and uh, the Xbox Indie Store, which is no longer around, which was kind of frustrating when I was trying to find Cthulhu Saves the World.
1: Well, um, it, the Steam came years later. It, it, oh, it did? It did. It, it was not in 2010. The Xbox Indies version is the only version that released in 2010.
5: Okay, my my bad. It,
1: no, no, it's it's one of those things where that's, that's an easy mistake to make because it literally was, I think, like a year or two afterwards that they made a bundle and it was you got Cthulhu and... Um, Breath of Death together. Yeah, because I'm pretty
5: sure I bought that bundle. That's how I I got
1: mine. And I I remember it being like, there was like a mild fear that they were, because there was lots of threats of Xbox shutting down indies, like even in the earlier times, because it was Mm -hmm. always like, these games sell? What's the point of keeping this here? Like there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding it because on one hand, it was a really great platform for people to literally develop and put their games out for a small cost. But by the other side of it, why do you keep a service open if it's only selling maybe under a thousand units, right? Like, there there was a lot of drama <laughs> with Xbox <And> Indie 5.
5: <laughs> back then, wasn't Steam a lot
1: harder to get onto as well? Yeah. There was there was a rougher approval process for getting games on Steam, and I remember. Um, we talked to Robert Boyd in an interview um, and it was before I believe some of the games were going on to steam and and he was discussing a lot of the difficulties that came with the approval process um, as well as the fact that they had to like retweak parts of the game so that it could work for steam.
5: Oh, okay.
1: So the version that everyone got on steam is slightly better than the version I played (laughs) is what I'm going to tell you.
0: I remember Um, when I first heard about this game, I was kind of annoyed because being an RPG enthusiast, I was like, I did not miss six other games in this series. <laughs> did I?
5: You did. I think that was the joke.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't realize that at the time. The first time I ever, you know, saw Breath of Death 7, I was like, the heck is Breath of Death? Where's Breath of Death 1 through 6? And then, you know, I never, you know, didn't get around to it then and then. You know, that was the, the Zeboid charm and humor.
5: Yeah, so th- th- this game I, has a place with its tongue firmly planted in cheek because everything is a joke or a reference to another game. Like, th- the font itself is Dragon Quest.
2: Actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Ryan. I actually was in the same boat. I think a lot of people were... and. Um, um, until it was explained later in, I think, the interview that we had um, about, you know, why they came up with the name. And uh, uh, I will say uh, Robert Zib- Ziboid, um, was has been very um, helpful into the insights of not just indie gaming, but some of their thought processes in creating their games uh, over the years. So...
5: Now, quick question. Did this, did this come out before or after Dragon Fantasy? Uh, so this was before. This was okay. before. Yeah. Okay.
1: So uh. a bit of preface, just, just to give some listeners uh, a bit of context for Breath of Death About and why RPGamer covered a bit. Um, yeah, there was a year difference um, between Dragon Fantasy and Breath of Death 7. Um, RPGamer did not cover indie games for the longest time, and it wasn't until Breath of Death 7 Um, that we actually had to come up with a process for um, indie submissions. Robert Boyd actually had approached Michael Cunningham, you know, back in 2010, being like, hey, I'm making this RPG. It's a parody of all these other RPGs. I know you guys don't have any sort of guidelines for, um, you know, indie games, but I would love for the site to review the game. He, He was a big fan of the site. Michael approached me because at the time I was working PR with him and he said, like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. Um, but it does open the floodgates for everybody to send us indie submissions if we don't come up with something that is concrete. And during the early parts of 2010, 2011, everybody wanted to shoulder their game out, whether it was half done or half baked. And I mean, I, I reviewed a lot of games that came from uh, Xbox Indies. A lot of them were pretty terrible. But Breath of Death was the first one that we did. And I'm I'm happy that it was a game that we took a chance on because we were one of the only sites that did review it. RPG Fan was the only other one that um, Robert Boyd was able to kind of get into contact and basically asked. Um, nobody paid attention to it, which was a right shame because even in our awards ceremony that year, we actually gave it an award. We actually said it was a good game. We told people. We're like, look like this. It's so much fun. Um, Do you remember reviewed, what the award was? Oh, it was something along the lines of just, I think it was for writing, actually. I believe it was okay. something like, it was like a third place for writing, I want to say. Um, but a lot of the staff really liked it. Like After I had reviewed it, uh, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I said to Michael, I'm like, no, this game's really fun and we should maybe consider doing more stuff with Robert Boyd. So we did interviews, um, you know, we had early looks at Cthulhu before other people did. Um, and Breath of Death is just, it's, it's a game I hold to my heart in the sense that it put me in a position where I had to help the site kind of figure out where where indies were going to fit. Um, and I, I take that very seriously because I am someone who champions indie games a lot. I'm also the first to tell them when they're a piece of shit, too. Mm -hmm. um you know in this era like you know i helped a lot of indies with some of their games like when i scored it poorly i said here's what we could do to work on it so i have my name and a few credits for a few games that were fixed later on um this one i love because it doesn't take itself too seriously the characters are really really fun like all of them are really fun like my favorite character was actually sarah um i just thought sarah was so adorable you know, little ghost historian. Like, how do you not love her? And she just
4: loves them bones. She, wants she them
1: loves bones. them bones. And it was nice to play an RPG that was purely about comedy um, because that was kind of unheard of at the time. Who makes an RPG that is strictly all about making fun of other RPGs outside of something like Moon, which we didn't even have in English? Um, you know, this was kind of the first of its kind. That's where a lot of my praise came for it um when it came out. So, I I adore the game. I don't like the battle system in the sense that, like, um it's rough. <laughs> There's some yeah. really good ideas in it that you totally see transition into Cthulhu and uh, even further into Cos- Cosmic Star Heroine. Um, you see, like, the level of refinement that comes from this humble game.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, um, I, I agree with all with, with that for sure. Um, but to like saying it rough, um, I feel like it's kind of meant to be.
1: It is. Uh, I you're absolutely even... right, actually. It is. It's meant to be rough. And I think mm-hmm. I think some of that was on purpose. I do. And some of it I think was not. Um, because again, if it's trying to mimic a bunch of different battle systems, which that was abundantly clear it was doing. There were parts of it that didn't work. Again, I think back to some of the difficulty spikes because I remember I played it. I think it was on normal, and I remember there were a couple parts of it that gave me ooh temper tantrums.
5: You yeah, remember I was, one
1: because I'll go on my temper tantrum about yeah,
5: one. Yeah, you, you, you do your tantrum first, Mike. Or <laughs> you go first because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it
1: might be the same one. We
3: drew straws to see whose tantrum goes. So
1: first,
4: there, it's um, what's his name? It's Eric's uncle. Yep,
1: yeah, that's so the one.
4: <laughs> yep. So <laughs> yeah, you get thrown in jail by Eric's uncle. Um and Eric's already in jail who but just kinda like chilling there with the key, like apparently waiting for you, like, Oh hey, you're in jail too, cool. Here's the key, let's get out. And I don't know, I I, I wanna say I'm like level twenty four or something going through here or thirty four. or something for going through the dungeon and everything, and I hit all the battles. Like I ran out of the battles because there's a battle counter in all their areas, which is something that Devoid is pretty good about in their games. Uh, Different dungeons or different areas will have a battle counter. And once you've had that many, the set number of um, random battles, you won't run into random battles anymore. Now, if you're under leveled and you want to fight more battles, cool. You just open the menu and hit fight. That's great. So you can sit there and do whatever. There was a couple times where I would stand next to the free healing spot, do like 10 fights in a row, get free heal, go do a couple extra fights and be like, okay, well, I just all went up a level. Let's go exploring. But I didn't in this one. I ran through. I was beating everybody pretty good. Um, And I get to the evil uncle that had thrown you in jail and holy cow, he's suddenly way stronger and the second you i think he's got like six thousand seven thousand hit points and you know the most you can do at this point is maybe 200 per person so you're looking at six seven rounds of everybody hitting this guy just to get him down near death and every time i would get him under a thousand hit points it seemed like all of a sudden his turn would come up, he'd chug a potion, right back up to 7,000 he'd go, and here we go. And there I am, like, completely spent. Like, I went all out to get him there, to that area. And I'm like, oh my god, no matter what I did. And I went back, and I re- I, I, must have died to this guy ten co- times. I reloaded saves, Um, I went back into the previous area right before I would saved, fought another 10 battles, got everybody another level up, went, fought him again, same problem. And I'm, like, looking at it, I'm like, okay, so it's, like, right around 1,000 hit points is where he's doing this. Like, every time he hits a 1,000. So I need to, like, build up a certain number of hits, which is something that uh, is part of the battle system, too. You can get a certain number of consecutive hits going and then use a an attack that a combo attack that uses those hits to your advantage so i'm like all right i'll, I'll do something over a thousand well i swear i like go in he's at like 1500 somebody hits him to bring him down to like 1300 i'm like awesome because my next combo is gonna hit for 1500 nope this time at 1300 hit points he jumps in takes a turn chugs a potion and is right back at 7 000 I'm like what the fuck i like I really thought, like, yep. the game was punking me. I'm like, no matter what I do. And so it took me about two or three more battles. I didn't level up because at this point I'm really pissed. I'm like, okay, this has been 30, 40, 50 minutes in a six-hour game that I am restarting this battle. And I just kept doing the weakest things I could imagine to uh, get the hit count up. I think I got my hit count to, like, 50 and I was just spamming heal heal Whoa. heal heal and then I did a combo attack that did like 3000 damage and that finally worked. I was yeah, like I'm I... not even going to let him sniff 2000 hit points.
5: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I had the same problem with that fight where I got through the dungeon, got to that fight, got stomped and for some reason because the save points in that game can be really hard to see on certain tile sets I didn't save so I had to go do that dungeon all over again and yeah I had to uh, grind a little bit to get past that fight but I don't think he gets into that Chugging a potion loop, um, like you were talking about in the easy mode.
4: Well, I don't know if it's a loop, but uh, he, because I, I only survived one potion, and then I was gone. So I don't know if he yeah. chugs potions again or not, but. I could never get him back down another 6,000 hit points. Once he chugged the potion, the battle was over. I'm like, nope. I knew I couldn't allow that to happen. And 30 minutes later, I didn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounds um, really frustrating. Like, uh, the way I would describe the combat system is it's it's very Spartan. But like Sam was saying, like, you can see hints of what, you know, would be in later games and the, the way that um, Z-Boy... Uh, Keeps adding um, like interesting spins to their combat system, and that's that's present here for sure. Like the combo system you mentioned, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm not even sure if I got to the boss you're describing, um, or if that was maybe the one that I um, like I quit on because I did quit on a certain boss. I never went back to it. Um, that might have been the same boss, but I I don't know. Something like the combo system seems to me like I would I would enjoy it for like if I use it, if I want to use it, but not if I'm forced to, like what you're describing is like, misusing the system you know being forced to misuse it and that, that that's not okay
4: well I'm, i was forced to more abuse it i had to like not i i guess i could have i had to ignore it for a while i had to build it yeah. way higher i no at no point did i ever string together 20 30 40 hits in a row without using somebody's ability that would yeah. just well, i mean half that, right? the like abilities a, yeah combo break half the abilities have the combo break on there like mm-hmm. and so you're like i, I had to the system. really yes i I had to choose every I had to choose weaker attacks because I knew I was building up to something and I had to chip away a little bit slower, knowing that if I did this for maybe 10 rounds, I could finally put in that one gigantic attack
3: and and the fact that you had to like grind at all and and like you were saying there's a um a limit to the number of battles in an area but like the limit is 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 pretty big i think it's like there's like between what 20 and 30 random encounters per area maybe mostly yeah i mean you ever you what... ever look
4: at that on the overworld
3: um I thought it was hilarious. it's been it was so many like years i don't remember
4: 100 or something like that i was halfway through the game and i did realize there was a battle counter on the overworld and i was at 161 okay. i'm like okay so <laughs> never running out of that yeah,
3: even having like 20 or 30 per dungeon like how many yeah the, the battle
4: counter
2: for the overworld was a total of 200 battles
4: oh okay and
2: did
3: I mean, we how mention many that the... you get into 20 or 30 battle battles and you know so even exhausting that should be more than enough
4: it should yeah like yeah. i should a bit like if i am exhausting your battle counter in the dungeon where i'm fighting this boss i should be at a level where i should be able to take on this boss and i, I like
3: was yeah like, go ahead.
4: Yeah, oh, I love the idea. I like and I actually like the ability to just battle whenever I wanted because like I said afterwards yeah. every now and then I would just abuse it. I would save next to a you know, stand next to a save point, run some battles, heal up, do it again, knowing that whatever, I can just hit fight. I don't have to walk around in circles or anything. Yeah. And
5: there was a couple of times that I would walk around in circles and forget that there was a fight uh, <laughs> button.
4: Oh, I did that too.
5: I did, that too. Um, did, did we I forget right to mention that? Uh, did we forget to mention that enemies get stronger as the battle goes on too?
4: Yes. Every round yeah. they go up ten percent. Yeah. So yeah, that was another reason I kept dying at that boss. You know, by the time he was chugging a potion and I was almost beating him in round ten, he's at like two hundred percent, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not living to three hundred percent.
1: Yeah. No, you were you were dying. Yep. You were you were not winning. Most anytime you nope. got to three hundred percent on anything. <laughs> You, you were just dead. You just give yeah, up.
4: That was my breath of nope. death right there.
1: Nope. It's it's not good times.
4: All uh, right. It's so a what cute
1: it... game. It's a
4: cute game. Uh, oh, it is cute. And you know what? And like I said, it's really, it's not that hard. I mean, if you think about old like Dragon Quest games and everything, like to me, as I was playing this, I distinctly put this in in the Dragon Quest six era because of the fact that it had spills, spills, spells and abilities, and they were Separated a little bit, I guess, because abilities were not supposed to rely on your magic ability. Um, well, the magic would obviously rely on your magic stat because, uh, you know, Sarah had one of the abilities, if you chose it, to boost her magic power by 50%. And that was. That, that's a very Dragon Quest six, Dragon Quest seven era thing where they had those split into two different categories. Although, how do you guys uh, like the level up and skill choices you had every level up?
5: I I, oh. I enjoyed it, though. There was one time that I was pushing through, you know, pressing the A button to kind of push through the text and saw that they leveled up. But like, oh, wait, I picked something and don't know what I picked. <laughs> and some of the choices are kind of hard. Oh, yeah. definitely.
2: Yeah, I, I actually kind of like that because depending on what you pick, it can change your your play style of the game and um oh, yeah. and I'm actually and that is actually one of the, the things I have real I really liked about that system was you know, oh, you may get this not as powerful group you know, group attack or you may get this really powerful single person attack you know, but which one do you choose? Do you want the one that's going to be really powerful for single target or do you want this group one so you can try and get through, you know, the fights faster it's because it, it'll attack everything?
3: It. Uh, I, this explains why I had a hard time. I make notoriously terrible decisions when when it, it's like my choice
4: oh i get it no i like and exactly what Chris robert was saying is a lot of times like if it was abilities or spells yes your choice was like a heavy hitting single target spell or a less a great um one that would work on mobs better or even healing like there was a better healing you know increase your single person healing or learn heal wave that heals everybody a little bit um And, yeah, I just kept thinking, I'm like, well, what do I have more problems with, the bosses or the regular battles? And, honestly, I thought it was the regular battles up until I got to that frickin' king. Also, I didn't understand, I guess, you know, and this is, you're you're playing through this game, and it's pretty basic, so I didn't get it. I didn't understand until late in the game, and I think it was only one or two people I thought about it with, there was where it was like, oh, add one hit or do whatever. And I'm like, add one hit? Why would I add one hit? Who cares? But that's when I realized it made all the abilities add one to the hit count. So your combos would charge up faster. And I was like, ah, damn. Once I realized that later, there's no way to go back and respec. So and then a lot of times it's the stat thing like do you want 40 extra health or 40 extra magic or do you want 40 strength or do you want all your every stat to go up by 10 or just your strength by 40. So you you were locked out of things once you made that choice too. like especially like if it was a spell or a skill you were only going to get that choice once and I understood that a little too late. I was like I'll learn another healing spell later.
3: Nope. It sounds like a like a surprising amount of like depth um and like tactics is involved in this in like in, in this like otherwise really simple combat system.
4: Exactly. That's I think that's where my frustration came with it because it was later when I started running into the problems. I mean that one fight I mentioned right away, I was like, well, damn, this game was so simply presented, I didn't think it was a big deal that i picked the group heal for 40% strength instead of a 90% single person heal and here i am in boss battles where there's one boss just smashing one person at a time for 220% damage it almost and, makes
3: me makes me think about like going back and and giving it another chance almost except almost. for those fun dungeon designs Oh. Yeah,
5: if if I had one complaint about this game it was the, the dungeon design. It especially later in the game where all the areas kind of look the same. It gets frustrating. Gosh, there was the
4: city where you find Leda, I believe. It's the first oh, damaged wow. city. I went in there And I cleared two maps of the city and I walked out and I went all the way back down and I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to do to do the story again? And I went to the town or I went to go through a cave and it's like, oh, you can't go here till you clear that city. I'm like, what do you mean? I cleared the whole city. There was nothing else. I ran the battle counter down. What am I supposed to do? And that's when you realize like, oh, there's yet another road out the other side of that and the mazes, the the cities are all maze. Everything's a maze. It's just yeah. At least the, the city
3: yeah. has like um visual interest to uh, to look at while you're doing the maze. But the um like indoor like caves or oh yeah, um, <laughs> just the standard dungeon where it's just like this hallway or this hallway of like nondescript, just tiled floor going uh, running right next to like a, a long waterway. And it looks the same no matter where I go.
5: I, I think what frustrated me most about the city levels in particular was there's so many spots where it looks like it's like bush or a, a patch of grass or something. And it's an invisible wall and you can't go around it or through it.
4: Oh, there was, yeah. I, I can distinctly remember one city where I was like, cool, I'll just go this way. And yeah, it was just an invisible wall. like yeah
3: because it wants you to try every path because there's usually a a, a chest at the end of it even though you don't see it Mm -hmm. so um to make it i I was trying to figure that out too is it is it is it to pad out the game to make you know the the mazes of long hallways so tedious to maneuver through and like you were saying like going around each and every single like bush in the city or is it some kind of like, oh, this will be more entertaining than just walking somewhere. Well, thought is, it, was.
4: is it a design flaw or is it are they really copying those early 90s RPGs really well?
5: I, I think they're copying those early night exactly. early 90s RPGs really well because I remember Fantasy Star 2 being that way and hating that.
4: Oh, hey, this reminded yeah. me of all the Dragon Quests I grew up with. But luckily, uh, all the Dragon Quests I grew up with came with a map in the guide. So I was like, always like, oh,
2: I know where yeah, to go. Sp- specifically, um, going to F- Fantasy Star 2, the tower dungeon. There was yeah. the, the one dungeon one dungeon <clears throat> where you had to enter one of three towers in the middle part of the game. And the tower itself was a maze. I think I think that was the probably the most iconic dungeon from that game, but at the same time, it is the most frustrating dungeon in the game for mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Two. And um, I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of dungeons. I think I got through like part of the second one before I switched off to something else that caught my interest, because that's just how my brain goes. And um, but yeah, so I didn't run into the frustrations with the dungeons because I never got into some of those later dungeons that it sounds like were really more of the issue
5: yeah and literally the worst one is the final dungeon
4: you know what for some reason I went right around the side and I got to the end of that dungeon so fast I thought I was gonna have such a problem with the final boss because I don't think I got my battle counter down even halfway (laughs) but
5: yeah. The, fi- the final back- boss I
4: beat on the first try. I was
5: like, "Oh." See, I cuz I did this I beat the game and then I backtrack out of the final dungeon so that I could do, go do the optional dungeon and trying to find my way out of that dungeon was a nightmare. Oh. Yeah,
4: I stumbled through luckily on the first try and I thought, "Oh my god, I yeah, I didn't think I was going to do that." D- did you uh do
5: the the optional boss? I did not. Um the optional boss is a duck dragon and it's a reference to Adventure on the Atari. Oh, deep cuts. Yeah, that that was like I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> really funny though
4: i did appreciate that according to article 1 to of the rpg making code they included a uh, dungeon with uh sewers you know
5: yeah i i had to take a picture of that moment because it was like well it's confirmed every rpg has to have a sewer dungeon <laughs> Th- that was the joke that was the joke in the game that made me laugh out loud the hardest
4: Oh yeah, that was one of the. I mean, I took a, I took quite a few screenshots, but that was one of the ones I had to post. I was like, no, this is good. This is really good.
5: Um, some of the other ones were kind of groan-worthy, like the the joke about why uh, why Motherbound was named the town Motherbound was named the way it was.
4: Oh, I missed that. Why was it named
3: I that the way? The joke was just the name. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm
5: sorry. The joke was just, just the name. It's like, oh. we're an obscure town, but maybe more people will appreciate us. Oh! I see, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. And weren't all the towns kind of references to that? Like, I think there was song and uh, Warsong and Langreaser.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried, just I think I tried there was one also reference- get it. I think there was one referencing Paladin Quest. Yeah,
5: um no,
4: Yeah, there was a Pala something town.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um I think for me mostly I just assume I don't get the reference. Like um Motherbound I got and <laughs> that was probably it.
4: Yeah, when I cuz at one point they list all the towns and Motherbound's right in there and I'm like wait a minute. If that's a reference these others are, but I don't get it. <laughs>
3: So listen to us, RPG fanatics and and pros over here.
4: <laughs> we still don't get it.
5: And the other deep cut joke that I appreciated was um, the world guards at the uh, c- castle that say barrel when you talk to them, which if if you're an Atelier fan, you know. I I think I'm the only Atelier fan here.
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I love okay. that reference. Here we go.
5: Okay. Um,
2: yeah, so there was a town called lufstop lufistopolis yes
4: lufia right lufia yeah okay, um, I, got, I got that one
0: yeah because in japan it's estopolis
4: oh yeah uh
2: town lang song uh, which is a reference to war song and Langrisser. okay pal palad so paladin quest slash lennis uh,
3: this is why i came yeah. here um i need <laughs> i just came for the explanations
2: Yeah. Oh, I I looked up up a game. I I looked up a wiki. I will not.
4: I'm I'm not going to say I have this off the top of my head. (laughs) I had to look it up. I tell you what, I got a lot of Dragon Quest vibes the whole way through. I mean, some of the enemies, Mm -hmm. just the way they named them. And they looked like, I'm like, oh my God, this is right out of Dragon Quest 1. Um, oh, yeah. The, the
3: overworld was like, the yeah, the overworld, all that green and blue.
4: Oh, gosh, that town was reminded me so much of Dra- uh, the one where you f- meet uh, Eric the zombie and you fight in the dad after mm-hmm. getting thrown in jail. It seemed like it was almost a copy and paste. And I know it wasn't exact, but the castle town of Endor that's in Dragon Warrior 4, man, that like, I was like, I'm, I'm in Endor. Um, this is, which is a town that you go to in like three out of the five um what is it chapters of that game in Dragon Quest 4 so it was one that you're always in and I'm like gosh it seems really familiar from the layout of everything I expected there to be casino and there wasn't <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's an area that I think might be—I could be wrong—a um, reference to Death Mountain from uh, Zelda 2, which is where um, it's just a like a system of caves, and every time you uh, pop out of one back into the overworld, yes. it's, it's just a tiny area where there's two or three other entrances you have to choose which one to go in, and uh, uh, like uh, um, it's not—it's not a recollection I want to have, but I'm sure it made <laughs> me think of Adventure of Link, Death Mountain. <laughs>
4: I think at the end, if you took the wrong path and you got to the end of it, it would even tell you, like, nope, this wasn't the right way?
3: Mm-hmm. That I don't know.
4: Oh, and uh, Breath
2: of Death 7 did not win um, Story. It won Editor's Choice.
3: Oh, Thank you. that's lofty.
2: <laughs> for, for Best Downloadable.
3: <laughs> but see... Now we know why we've never heard of 1 through 6. is because RP Gamer wasn't covering any indies up right. until then. <laughs> it's all our fault. Well, really, I'm just going to go ahead and push this on Sam because I wasn't around back then.
1: Pretty much.
4: Uh, neither was I.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're all washing our hands as fast as possible.
1: It's fine.
5: <laughs> but yeah, if you want a charming little game that'll take you maybe, what, a couple of hours to get through, this is definitely one to check out. Um, just, just bear in mind, it has a lot of referential humor in it, and if you are annoyed by that, you will be very annoyed by this game. Uh, that being said, that being said, I don't find it too obnoxious in this game, and I give it a pass because it was, you know, released in 2010 when that was still kind of quaint.
3: The humor is fine. The writing is okay. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not interesting enough for me to play. Um, game design wise, that the humor mm-hmm. makes up for it,
4: though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a game right out of the mid-90s.
5: hmm
4: Yeah. And you got to be okay with that. Also, okay, let's talk about the ending. Because it's... I, I don't... I, there was a choice at the end that was like the Dragon Quest choice. You get to the end boss, and it's like, do you want to do this or this? And I did choose um, to save the world. Because you're these undead creatures. And at some... I, I mean, the story, I felt, it just kept going pretty quickly. You're kind of just going here because of this, here because of that. There's not a lot of writing to give you this. It was like, oh, let's go pick up the crystals. Cool, I grabbed these six crystals crystals. crystals and you get to the end of the game and you meet a human there is an old um human guy there and he's like oh yeah i'm the only human to survive um but i need those crystals to power a time machine to go back into the past stop that war so that this doesn't happen and the undead creatures are all like well what happens if you do that and he's like well then you'll never exist are you okay with that and i was like Eh, whatever. I'm fine with that. Let's do it. And when that happened, evil, was it called the great evil or was it just dark evil or just a random boss appeared like, "No, you can't do that." No,
3: defeated. you're like the only one You're the only one of us that got that far, I think.
5: Defeated. I beat it. I beat it yeah. too.
4: And I defeated it and it was like, "Oh, the guy went in the went in the past human Civilization went on. I never existed as Dem Bones, and the end. Sad but thing. was there, was there another? I, my guess is there was not another ending. If I would have picked the other choice,
5: I, I don't know because I don't. I don't think I picked the other choice either. <laughs> I picked.
1: I I picked. You know, make humans come back.
4: Yep. Okay. So maybe you too want to find out. It'll take you anywhere from two to six hours, depending on your di- difficulty level and your skill level, which is probably be higher be than mine.
1: The game is a dollar.
4: Heck, I, I want to say I got this and Cthulhu saves the world total for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, think yeah. I got
2: them both on Steam for like four bucks on a sale because they're usually packaged together.
3: Yeah, and that's that's worth it. Like, if even if just for Cthulhu, I know we're not dealing with that game today, but that's that's a good deal. Mm-hmm.
5: And. and I, you just made me remember one of the party chats, because this game has party chat like a Dragon Quest game. They make reference to the fact that most people bought this game for a dollar, and Dimbone says <laughs> it's not even worth 25 cents or yes. something to that effect. I can't remember exactly oh, what he said, but he he makes a clip about the pricing.
4: I will say the the party chat, well, it was pretty good, and I when I remembered to do it, there's not much, but every pretty much dungeon will have a different one um I, it doesn't it it doesn't work too well for like where you're at because there was a time when i got out of that really long city and i'm like back to towns before it like healing up and i was like where am i supposed to go and i was totally lost and i did the party chat and they're talking like they're still in the middle of that city i was like oh <laughs> Nope, didn't hit the next flag yet, so the party chat's not changing. I mean, but then again, this is a this is a first effort. It's meant to be basic. It's meant to be really old school. I give him credit for putting that in there. And uh, I, I remember the only reason I bought this game four years ago, Um, and this can be part of our segue once everybody else is done, but it's also mentioned for being a dollar in uh, Cosmic Star Heroin. Yeah. I think there's someone early on in the uh, police base that's like, oh, I'm playing Breath of Death 7. I bought it for a dollar. <laughs> That's super. There's meta. a
5: couple yes. There's a couple of references to their old games because there's oh, yeah. there's Cthulhu posters everywhere and I think there's uh, arcade cabinets in one of the bars. Of both um,
2: games. The, there's actually um uh, actually which game are we talking about real quick? Co-
5: Cosmic Star.
2: Okay. We're starting the, um, the transition. Cth- Cth- yeah, Cth- uh, Cth- Cth- Cthulhu um and Dem Bones are actually both side bosses in Cosmic Star heroine. See, I never found them. Yeah, um, Dem Bones is in a stone statue that is on a cliff face on the world that has those human ghost people. And oh, then, okay. And Cthulhu is in a shrine down south of the mines.
4: Oh, I did fight Cthulhu. Pretty yes. sure I lost.
2: Yeah, Ooh. no, I, 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 when I uh, played it recently, I made sure to um fight everything in the game i could before going and beating both of their butts and i beat both of their butts and i have the achievements to prove it on steam
3: nice i think it would be like go ahead
2: um so for beating the cosmic entity as he's called is eldritch master and let me and then the one for defeating dem dem bones is called dem bones (laughs) defeat a true hero
5: Now, Breath of Death, I could, I would consider more NES inspired. Cthulhu oh, Saves of the World, I would consider more early Super Nintendo. This Cosmic Star seems like it was meant to be on Sega CD, even to the point to where um, one of the special editions from a limited run came with a Sega CD case.
2: Yeah, well, um, I believe from the interview we, um, that RP Gamer did with uh, zeboyd about Cosmic Star Heroin was um, that it was actually supposed to be more inspired by like Chrono Trigger. Yeah I think it's okay
3: I get a lot of Chrono Trigger from it. Um, oh definitely. I, so since we're like transitioning I mean Cosmic Star is um, it's is, is so like I, I you can put all other um, Boyd games in kind of like the same pack but then Cosmic Star just like stands apart because it takes itself actually seriously, whereas like um, uh, Breath of Death and Cthulhu, like they've never heard of a fourth wall; they don't know what it is. <laughs> but I mean, no, no, you're one hundred
4: percent true on that.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It um, it's not just. Like, it's not like emulating a game. It is like I think that's like to me where where Z-Boy at first does. It's like this is our own game you know like this is our uh, this is mm, like a full push towards um an original ip i think
2: uh-huh. and i mean they do make references to their other games um and there are some references to other games and other media out there uh, especially in the sci-fi genre um but it really I, I will agree with ryan or was that pascal i'm i'm actually 100 percent confused now
3: i'm kelly <laughs>
5: Uh, that
2: cold's really affecting you
5: yeah really Um, (laughs)
2: um that um this this is definitely a lot more original work as far as the writing goes than many of their other uh games before this um as far as the original stuff because they did do you know penny arcade games which of course is a license but um the, these definitely had a lot more references to the whole sci-fi genre as a whole instead of gaming but still it kept it very well compact to the to an original ser- to an original story
3: and it's got a lot of ambition too and not, not to like you know Dump all over the other games or anything, but I, I to me it just seems like Cosmic Star is more ambitious.
4: Oh, definitely.
5: Yeah. So, That's do we do we want to summarize the story? Sorry. Um. So, in Cosmic
2: Star, heroine, you play as a not so much secret agent, but as a more like highly. Oh, what's a good term?
3: Isn't she? <laughs> isn't she referenced as like galactic enforcer or something like that?
2: Galactic agent. Yeah, as a galactic agent. Um, who. Kind of protects the galaxy that they're in, you know, and keeps the peace. And um, you find out that behind the scenes, there were a number of secret machinations to control things. And uh, you actually go on a quest to try and prevent the destruction of that galaxy you're in. Yep,
0: yeah, it's, got, it's got a little bit of uh, fantasy star vibes where you kind of uh, go around different planets and, uh, you know, try to solve the mystery. You
1: know, Cosmic Star Heroine is it's a great game and it, it's definitely like it's the biggest leap forward, I think, for all their games. I remember when I played it, one of the things I really loved about the game was was actually, one, was the serious tone. It was it was a nice change of pace for them. But I really liked that battle system. I, like, mm-hmm. really, really, really like that battle oh, system.
3: Oh, boy. Okay.
5: Yeah, have, having <laughs> to balance, like, do I want to do a really strong attack but not be able to use it until I defend? Or do well, I it's... just want to keep spamming the ones I can reuse?
1: Was it? For me, it's that, that right amount of strategy with that little bit of, like, I just want to fucking push the button because I'm pissed off. Yes. <laughs> um, it was, my, really it was like, the
3: one complaint I had in my review, the one recurring complaint, I should say.
1: No, and your complaints, I reread your review, actually, and they're super valid. But it is one of those, like, I I just liked it. I, I, I don't think it's, like, good, but it's something where it's one of those, like, I like that you could be a little cheaty with it if you needed to. <laughs> just as I like that you could um, manipulate things a little bit more if you needed to. Like there was a little more flexibility in this battle system, especially compared to, uh, you know, that game we were just talking about and even some of their previous ones. Like it looked like for me personally, like getting to cosmic star heroine, it's like you're seeing from each game how much they've grown as developers. And I, I actually liked that element a lot. Yeah. I think even their storytelling in a lot of way grew as well. Um, you know, it's nice to see the use of, like, different kinds of sci-fi references. I know I remember there being, like, a couple Hitchhikers references, Space Odyssey references. Um, you know, as someone who loves old sci-fi, um, it just it warmed my heart <laughs> seeing some of that stuff. And I, I, I like just some of the little drops, you know. I mean, pauses in the game. We haven't even talked yes. about that you know, our site owner is a character in the game that you can punch. <laughs> and, and, have joined,
2: and have joined as a support as party character. Giver. Yeah. As a, Which is fabulous. Although she was an actual party member in uh,
4: Cthulhu Saves the World, but that is a story for another time.
5: Always recruit paws. Always. Or you'll be fired. I, I,
4: I did the friendship stuff in uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas.
0: Yeah, she gets you a nice sword in that game.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I, there's a lot to like with *Cosmic Star Herman. I thought uh, one of the things I really liked about it was the music in it. I thought that was really good. Um, I just I I see a lot of growth with this game. Um, as someone who played each game as they came out, um, I don't know if it's my favorite of their games. Like I, I I struggle with that. Like I think my favorite still might be the two Cthulhu games, just because I love *The Lord of Darkness*. <laughs>
3: but I also <laughs> Well, that's and it's such a great combination, too, that the idea behind the Cthulhu game is is hard to beat.
1: It is. And again, this game does a great job of, you know, giving us a really strong and fun female protagonist who gets into some definitely awkward situations. I always think back to the scene where it's she's got to wear the party dress Mm -hmm. and she whines and she's like, I don't wear this stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, if you're going to do this mission you need to wear this, like, get over it. And she's like, oh, like, you can tell that, like, is a character, she has her own thoughts about how she needs to present herself and how she needs to be. Um, and I like that she changes as the story goes on. Like, she gets a lot of growth, not just for being the main character, but it's it's clear that, like, she is an archetype of characters that we've seen from Fantasy Star and Final Fantasy. Um, I mean, I even love that the game had weird references to Mass Effect, which I was like, oh, Mass Effect. That was not what I was expecting from my sort of JRPG game here, but here we are. Um, so, no, I... I think Cosmic Star Heroin is just, it's, it's a fun little experience and I don't feel like at any point it outstayed its welcome. Like, I think for me, like, it was the right amount of game, um, which is always my fear when I play an indie. One of my biggest fears is, are they going to pad the shit out of it? And then I come out of it going, why is this crap <laughs>
5: Yeah, I had, because I played through it again over the Christmas break, and I remember it being much longer, or I felt like I remembered it being much longer the first time I played it on PS4, and when I beat it within, like, two days, it was like, huh, I felt like this game was longer than it ended up being, which which was perfect, because, you know, it let me get through the game at a decent pace, and I finished it before it wore out its welcome, that's for sure, but... I, I think it's kind of that perfect indie game length where you, you still have a fun time, but you don't feel like you're just sp- spinning your wheels waiting for the game to end. Yeah.
1: Well, Zeboid Z- Games has a tendency, one, and one of the things I like about them as a developer is the fact that they they know how to not outstay their welcome. The battle systems may have moments where you're pissed off, but when you're actually making progress in the game, everything feels like it fits. Even if the dungeon is not well-designed, you know the dungeon needs to be there to progress the story, just as, you know, you're playing an area where you're like, oh, i got to do this mission. You know that all the pieces link together. Everything does cohesively fit, even if it doesn't fit perfectly. Um, and that is so apparent in the two games that we've talked about tonight, because even with Cosmic Star Heroine, I found, like, I didn't always love exploring in that game. Just, just I found a lot of the areas weren't that interesting. But, again, they were a huge, huge step up from, like, the Penny Arcade games and, you know, Cthulhu. You could tell this was a more ambitious game. And it also, I mean, it's, I think, the game that took them the longest to produce. Like, even more so, I think, than um, the recent one, The Cthulhu Saves Christmas.
2: Well, I think Cthulhu Save Christmas was sort of a tied-over game, because they've actually been working on one while they put out that one.
4: Okay. Their Magical Girl Shakespearean yes. pirate adventure? Yes. Or no, not pirate.
2: Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to go digging for
4: it. It, um, it it is magical girls Shakespearean. I don't know what isn't it. What madness this way comes or something.
0: That sounds about right.
4: I can see. Um,
0: what what I really liked about Cosmic Star Hero and um, he, Sam, you had mentioned that exploration wasn't that fun. What I liked is if you did explore, you usually were rewarded with an item and. Yep. Um, the, the thing I liked about the item system is that all the equipment, it had different stats and, and stat boosters, and they would affect different skills. So, you know, you had the option to kind of uh, tweak your characters to fit your play styles, um, depending on what you found and how you equip them. And the cast was huge for a, an indie RPG. There was 11 playable characters, which is fantastic, and all of them had unique skill sets, and they all played... A little bit differently than one another they had different elemental attacks so you know you could tinker with um team's uh setups and um the, the game has a lot of charm um all the way down to the enemies and like their little descriptions a lot of them you know just like the the, the zeboid charm um with how they do their writing uh, every enemy had you know some sort of little quip attached to them and it it was it was just a fun game from start to finish. It was my first game um that I ever tried in this The Void uh franchise, and I ran back and played the Cthulhu games after I I beat it because I was so um like in love with just how the game played out.
1: I, I really appreciate. Sorry. um... The fact that you said, like, you get rewarded for exploration, I think that was actually one of the benefits. Like, as much as I didn't like the actual designs, the prizes were worth it half the time, especially considering you think back to uh, Brothers of 7, where you could get a bunch of equipment and you had no way to get rid of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you could well, sell it all. You couldn't sell it in the original in the one that I played.
4: Oh, well, you know.
1: I, I remember I wrote that in the review. I'm like, why can't I sell this shit? <laughs> so, well, maybe ten maybe years later, it's it. sellable. <laughs> Good to know, or maybe I'm just a dipshit. Also possible.
3: That was part of the joke.
1: I'm a dipshit.
3: (laughs) Oh no, I mean like they're not selling it.
2: (sighs) Yeah, because in some of the really old NES RPGs, you couldn't sell stuff. Yeah, you're right. I I think like in in the actual was it the original Dragon Quest? You couldn't sell
4: anything. Oh yeah, you could because you only had eight item slots, so you had to sell stuff no i thought you just dropped it i don't know you you could because you'd always go buy a new one sell the old one
2: final no did final fantasy allow you to sell i remember there there was one nes rpg where you couldn't sell anything (laughs) and then um Uh, now i will say um i don't know if anyone else tried it because there is an achievement um at least on the steam version to defeat just the first battle on the hardest setting for Cosmic no. starter. Um I did this um because it was the only achievement I had left and it took me a good 10 or 15 tries.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tried I tried the the toughest difficulty and there's a lot of RNG involved. And I was like, no, nope, I'm good.
2: Uh, yeah, but I, I still stuck with easy. Yeah, I mean, if if you want, if you definitely want something to kind of challenge, like how you play it, because you have to use like everything in the exact right order, equip all the every, you know, all the skills in the exact right way, for the hardest difficulty in Cosmic Star Heroine to actually have a chance. So if you, I mean, if you want an, uh, a really hard RPG to try. Um, this is actually, this one on the hardest difficulty can be a little bit of a challenge.
3: Kelly, do you play everything on, on easy?
5: Uh, usually the easiest difficulty I can. just. To, <laughs> well,
3: um, so if there's one that's even easier than easy, you'll go for that one.
5: I mean, I, I say that I'm playing Astria Ascending right now, and I actually bumped that up to the second easiest because the easiest was just a little bit too mind-numbing. You know, pre- press A to win, <laughs> and I kind of wanted just a little bit of challenge do but then then again if i i could also bump it down if i'm getting sick of doing random battles
3: do you ever play like um the mode of uh, like this, the only some games have it just the story please
2: oh that's totally me
5: yeah yeah
3: really
2: <laughs> yeah no I, mm. I that that is my mode of choice
5: i mean it and- it it honestly depends on how frustrating the game is. Like, Zanki Zero has uh, no battles, just story mode, and I switched to that um, towards the end of the game because some of that stuff was just getting ridiculous in that game. Mm. Um, a, a lot of it depends on how annoying a game is or how ready I am to be done with it.
0: Yeah, difficulties are great in RPGs. Um, did you guys know that there was a hard mode in Demon Souls? What? What's, what's what? the joke? Come on. Isn't
4: that default? <laughs>
0: They um they they get rid of your uh, your tumble. You can't dodge anymore. Wait, this is, so this is are
3: you are you being serious? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: was gonna say it sounds no. like hard mode is just being over encumbered.
2: And what I think is funny is uh, <laughs> Tales of Arise, um, Baseline had a you know story mode in, so you know if you want things. Yeah, as a like casual mode. And then they went and added very easy mode separately.
3: If if I see a game and when I start a game uh, for the first time and the menu says when I select the difficulty that, you know, it's one of those games where you cannot change it during gameplay, I actually have like just a small amount of stress when I'm thinking about which one do I want to go for.
5: Oh, yeah, I'm the same way
3: because it's permanent.
4: Yeah.
5: I mean sucks. if if it's permanent I'm probably going to do do like the most easy one permanently. There, no, there's a <laughs> yeah, of lot of times I there's a lot of times that I do them on normal and just see how fr- frustrating the gameplay is and then drop it down.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But it, I'm it on normal it guy. Easy I am. Play everything on normal.
1: As I've I've gotten older and I work more I've become more like Max Storm where easy, like, you know, he was always big on being Mr. Easy Street. We used to make fun of him for it. And I feel like I'm taking that mantle every (laughs) single day because I'm just like, do I have patience? No. Do I have time to be mad at things? No. So I do like to play things on easy. I don't usually go for like, if there is a super easy, I don't usually do that. I just do like a regular easy, but um, (laughs) I go for regular easy. Right, like you know, it's that second tier. It's that second tier. You know, it's not quite easiest street, but it's easy street. Um, well, see, that's,
4: that's so do you do you order your eggs over medium? Oh hell no! Sunny side <laughs>
1: up, hell baby. Sun. It is sunny side or nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sc- he-
2: scrambled, heavily salted, and uh, borderline <laughs> overcooked. About.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, borderline overcooked.
1: <laughs> 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 that's I it, mean, like. Games should offer difficulties that you can switch on the fly. Yeah, no, that, that needs to be a thing,
5: especially as a lot of gamers are getting older and don't have enough time for video, as much time for video games as they would like.
3: I mean, I, um, I will admit, I, vegan. What does that mean?
5: <laughs> I will admit, I kind of regret playing Shin Megami Tensei V on safety mode because I felt like it took a lot, it made the game shorter and not a fun way. But at the same time, when I finish Shimagome Tensei Three Nocturne in 20 hours, that shows that you know most of that game is grinding. It's kind of frustrating that some RPGs pad pad games out more by being grindy, and that's what I appreciate about both of these Zboard games is that they didn't feel padded. Um, The difficulty was like just right to where it. I, you know, I still had a challenge, even if it was uneasy. And Both just,
3: of them? Yeah. Matt was talking about how it is grindy. He, well, bre- Breath of Death, right? Well,
1: we, well it's a different I, kind I played of grindy. on normal, so there's like, that. One thing yeah, Kelly, you to...
3: don't get to comment on grindy when you're playing on easy mode.
1: Here, here's the thing about the grindy, like, going back to Breath of Death, though. Like, that level of grindy is a choice. Right, like it's that, mm-hmm. like because again, you can beat it on normal and not have to do that grinding. It's hard, but it can be done. Mm-hmm.
3: So normal uh, mode is hard.
5: <laughs> Pascal, Pascal Wait,
1: you're confused. It's yeah. like devils it, <laughs> <butt. laughs> Um, well,
3: I'm I'm super sure though that what um Ryan on your on your stream you have to do a, an entire playthrough of Demon Souls. In what you call the hard mode now, Gotta yeah, do it. No,
0: to no, roll. that's okay. <laughs> no
3: rolling allowed. All right, at least like one boss, not just the boss, but like the the run up to the boss. Come on, I wouldn't even know how
0: to how to engage with an enemy without being able to dodge. That's a lot of parrying that I'm not even good enough to do yet.
3: <laughs> we know what they say.
0: Um, but um, it good. Ba- back on back on the cosmic <laughs> star. That <laughs> Back on the cosmic star, uh, talk. Mm -hmm. Um, did you guys have like a favorite moment or like a, a, like a favorite character or anything that, that shined?
5: Oh, it's funny. You mentioned that. We actually have an entire segment devoted to it. (laughs) And with as off the rails as we are being, I think we need to quick take a break and go to that segment.
0: Oh, how about that transition time?
5: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you for doing my transition for me, Ryan. So, we, we will take a quick musical interlude and we will have a round table where we can get into our favorites of these games. So, come right back. PG you back track where we are chomping at the bit to get to the round table my god we are a rowdy crew tonight it, it makes me it, it makes me wish that i wasn't like hopped up on nyquil
3: <laughs> we're only being rowdy like when we're not recording the segments in between segments is when we're being rowdy
4: I, i've gotta i gotta take a point right here though hopped up on nyquil that's like a downer how do you hop up on a downer? I honestly don't know. Well, okay. skill.
5: Uh, oh, wait, no, <laughs> I, I know how you do. You mix it with like drinking a ton of Sprite and having all that sugar in you. Cause Sprite's downers. the only thing that makes my throat feel better. Mm. But that being said, um, Seaboy games Roundtable. table. So just starting off where we left off on the break, who is your favorite character in either breath of death or cosmic star or both?
1: So mine would have to be paused. So I don't get fired.
0: Oh, you took mine. Well Well, you can be
1: fired. That
0: that discussion
4: quickly
1: doesn't it?
0: Okay, fine, I'll be fired. Um (laughs) I I, I'm on her good side
4: right
5: now. Don't take that
0: from me. I like degenerate characters. So um I liked Clark from Cosmic Star Heroine. He's an odd character to use in battle. He like kills himself and has a lot of weird um skill sets but he's a he's a thief and you find him in jail and then he joins you to and you, you bust out of like a, a casino kind of place in the game and um, he's got like a little robot mustache which I thought was cool
5: <laughs> yeah the, the, the dancing robot. robot with the Caesar Milano mustache
3: he's, he's got like a move called jazz hands <laughs> <laughs> so that makes more sense now he's a robot i was i kept wondering how he kills himself figures into battle
0: yeah
5: (laughs) pascal how did you miss that he was a robot i just
3: i i don't remember um enough about the game i didn't know who clark was that might also be i wonder if my favorite character is the same one because i i just know like how to describe his appearance i don't know if his name was clark is he silver he wears a trench coat yes that's clark (laughs) Underneath that, I'm guessing he probably is if he's a robot. I All mean, right. So a- and- everything Ryan says from now on, m- me too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and I mean, aside from pause, so I don't get fired, even though I am pause's favorite person, um, don't challenge me on that. Uh, <laughs> I-, I like Sue the best. Um, what's his actual name? Zubowski?
0: Oh the um the, the, the bald headed bruiser yeah. with the glasses.
5: Yeah. Uh um, yeah. I, I liked deep. him in combat best because he could just wreck shit. He's very tight. And um it just has a cool look. It reminded me reminded me of Rude from Final Fantasy 7 and overall he's just a really cool looking character. And I also kind of had a, an affection for Dave the hacker a little bit because he looks just like my husband.
4: <laughs> okay, so now it's going to be weird if I said I like Dave, right?
5: no
4: <laughs> what was the uh was the guy that was dead in the game talking about kill himself oh orson orson bolobar the,
5: the detective
4: yeah wasn't like the whole race is that they die and then they become the next form of themselves right they start off like uh, humans
2: yeah they of start off alien? as humans and then they uh, the nilopians uh oh. they start off as humans and when they die their first death they come they will eventually reform as a Ghost.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because that was like the whole point of the uh one of the missions when you landed on their planet, like the mayor got killed, right? And you had to solve yeah. the mystery of who killed him before he came back to life or he came back yes. to life but couldn't remember who killed him or whatever.
3: Wait, I wonder if that was my favorite character. <laughs> he's purple. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that the one I like <laughs> to change.
4: Yeah, he's he's kind a of big fat, fat purple blob.
0: <laughs> Is Pascal colorblind? <laughs> We're giving him all these color <laughs> combinations. He's like. Yeah, My memory says it was bell.
3: it was the one that was a detective. I had assumed that meant he was the one with the trench coat because that's like the classic detective look. But maybe I was wrong on. Oh wait, no. Um, Orson wears a trench coat too, doesn't he?
4: I thought he's like in a spacesuit or oh,
3: something. Shit, okay. You know what? Every anybody you guys. Oh, all you know say, he's I'm in sure a suit. Great. there's a couple you people wearing
4: trench coats. <laughs> he's in a trench coat. <laughs>
3: That must have been who I was thinking of. All right. See, that's why I didn't know who Clark was. I just want to say, you guys tried Did to make me, make me doubt myself.
4: Does he have a bubble
0: over It's okay. His head? Someone else is going to mention another character, and he's going to be like, you know what? That <laughs> was my favorite
3: character.
2: I like that boring. one.
3: <laughs> that's right. I mean, Sue was pretty good, so.
2: Um, I, I honestly... I, and I can't remember her name, but the leader of sort of the renegade faction from Cosmic Star Heroine
0: is it Arietta or Ared- Aretti? Yeah,
2: yeah. Ar- Ariette or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked her. Um, and there's a point in the game yeah, if, you're, good if you're if you're doing like lot. one of the side things, you find out about events in the game i'm i'm um how spoiler free are we or um we can can
5: completely spoil not at all yeah yeah okay so
2: you know she ends up uh being manipulated by the big bad being um and she actually was one of the scientists who first sort of discovered the technology that the big bad being uses and she knows she's being manipulated and she works in like some fail safe so you can stop it but she also knows that there's no way to stop it once it started taking her over. And yeah. And she's so she kind of becomes this tragic character for your party, and you you feel bad having to kill her near the end of the game, and like right after you kill, you know, r- either right before, or right after, you get like this ultimate weapon for her that you can't even give her.
5: Yeah, yeah that, I was. I found that to be annoying. I, I was
0: I was kind of annoyed that she left the group because. I, at the beginning, when she first joins, she's not that strong. But then, as she gets her her drones and she gets different abilities, she gets like a second character that she that she can manipulate along with you know her moves and then everyone else's moves. So it's just you know another another heal or another attack that that you can have on the field. And then she becomes really powerful. And then yeah, you lose her. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate.
2: But I I just really when uh, when I found out that. You know, she you know, a, a, she, you know, she's been around for so long um, with the original technology, like 100 years or something, um, you know, being slowly taken over. And she knew about it and tried to build some fail safes to keep it from, you know, completely destroying everything. You know, I, I came to respect her as a character because she knew that she was basically going to be the bad guy.
5: Oh, OK.
3: She was pretty oh. much my favorite character, I think, so. <laughs> I, mean,
5: I mean just you... looking at the character list. I cut it's actually harder for me to find a character I didn't like among the party members because I, I'm remembering that Lauren was really cool, the uh singer slash um kind of rebel yes yeah, singer slash spy i like to the bounty hunter because he had some really cool moves i like side the ant because he had really cool moves too
2: i've I, the whole cast had and all of them at least got their little bit of limelight as far as mm-hmm. either backstory or you know character development all of them had at least a little bit in there somewhere some some of them you had to go look uh sue specifically you had to go save his son mm-hmm. um so i mean everyone sort of got their little bit of the limelight in the story and i and i like that so yeah
0: like like chrono trigger at the end of the game everyone has their little spin-off where you get to you know kind of get their ultimate weapon or you get a little story beat for them which i thought was pretty nice
5: yeah and, and, the, and the ending showed where everybody ended up too which i also appreciated yeah
2: Dave they, dave dave taking over the arcade where his mission was sue becoming the new head of the galactic interpola or whatever they were called I, I, for, I i'm terrible with names um you know uh the alice's you know cousin going back to the police force and being promoted you know everyone had their own little bit in the limelight and everyone really gets a good you know good ending so and and they do and actually they do kind of leave it open for a possible sequel at some point too the ending. So I'm I'm really I'm hoping maybe they'll go back to it. Um but I also know that some although we are praising the game quite heavily, there were a number of people who felt the game may have been too ambitious for them.
3: Yeah so it's funny you mentioned that because I was about to rain a little bit on what you guys are saying. Um because the characters are like like pretty interesting on paper, but we've also already mentioned how how short the game kind of is. And for mm-hmm. me, um, those two things played a little bit against each other, where um, when uh, characters that are uh, potentially interesting didn't get for me like enough i didn't get enough time with some of them they didn't they didn't um i don't know gel together um because they just weren't given like enough screen time some were but then other ones kind of felt a little bit tacked on and i think in a longer game that maybe wouldn't have been the case
0: there there was too many trench coats for him to keep up with
5: (laughs) yes yes um real quick before we move on did we have any favorite characters from breath of death even though that game really didn't have a whole lot of characterization I liked um,
4: Eric at the end. Talk about someone who didn't get there till like the uh, eleventh yeah. hour. It, it was yeah. funny his interactions with the rest of them.
3: And his ability in in battle is puke. If you choose it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, yes, you're right. It it, it was. Um, I like the bartender at the very beginning. Um, when Dem is trying to like order um like a hard drink, but. But again, he doesn't talk, and so um, he tries to convey to the bartender he wants uh, he wants the hard stuff, and the bartender is like, "Okay, got it. Uh, chocolate milk, coming right up." <laughs> but, That's a yeah, good there's, moment. There's not really yeah. any characters worth like really talking about.
5: Um, I I gotta say, I I laugh my ass off at Lebrains with Eric oh, the yes. Zombie. Lebrains. Um, Le brains. just Le the, Any any joke that's a pun on zombies saying brains always cracks me up. But then so my, my favorite character in Battle ended up being Lita the Vampire. Um, not only because she has the same name as my cat, Lita, but because with the shotgun, she is nigh unstoppable.
4: And see, I think that's one where I passed up an opportunity to give her an extra hit, which uh, is a ridiculously bad idea With when you have that shotgun that is attacking everybody. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like... Later on, I realized I realized pretty early I needed to make her a physical build more than a magical one. Yeah. and I went that way and that shotgun was great, but I swear I missed out on the opportunity to get a hit. So she was probably doing two thirds or three quarters of the damage that I could have been
1: doing. Yeah,
5: because I kept getting better weapons and switching them out and then end up switching right back to the shotgun because they just weren't as useful. I Mm -hmm. actually
1: wrote in my review, it actually says as a negative, Lita dies a lot. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, she is the
1: first one to go. She an always is the first one to get whomped, smacked, and she ain't getting up most of the time. Half the time, she's not even worth the revive potion. Oh. God.
4: Sarah was very fast. Sarah would always bring her back.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then she get knocked down right
4: away. But she gets up again.
1: Gets yeah, never yeah I don't know about
5: you, down. but I so
4: she's uh,
0: gonna she's gonna she's never going to sing So uh
2: she get she gets knocked down, but she gets up again because yep. she never's going to keep.
3: dude kelly already beat you to it
5: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) darn it did did we have any did we have any favorite moments from either game Stuff that stuck out
0: yeah i have a favorite moment early on in cosmic star heroine you're chasing this bad guy up like a a scaffolding or something and there's like a robot that you're fighting its different body parts you get to the top you fight you fight its head you think you've Won the day, uh, only to find out that um, the 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 boss bad guy has like created or summoned a kaiju, and then you have to like get in the robot and you have to battle the the kaiju in like this one on one epic giant mecha battle. And uh, I w- I was just really giddy at that whole moment because I was like climbing this giant robot. I was like, man, this would be really cool if I get a fight as a giant robot. I was like, oh my god, I get a gi- fight as a giant robot. This is great. That was pretty cool.
2: Um I personally liked um one of the earliest fights in the game where she's repel uh, uh, um grapple hooking and climbing up the side of a tower.
3: Yeah, that's like the intro I think what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, it's like the second or third fight in the game where you're fighting yep. these helicopters while doing this or mobile like flying weapons. I forget what they were exactly because that reminded me of Contra 3.
3: Yeah, like I was about to say um like because both of these things you guys are talking about they You know what it is? They remind you of like a number one, just a game. Like that's that's like a fun game or a moment like from a game. And then more than that, but it's like a game from like our like I guess like our childhood. You you know, like what? Like (laughs) because we're old. Yeah, but like, no, but seriously, like an exciting moment in like the 16-bit RPG that you were playing on the Super Nintendo, you know, those those are like game moments. Like the references, yeah, the references, yep. And I, and I don't think you get that in um, uh, Breath of Death, and I don't know, you. like I would, I, I don't remember Cthulhu like a great deal, but probably not even there, like to me, those are more like, uh, you know, they're, it's like a funny idea, r- rather than it is like an intriguing game, but. It- well, cosmic star is
2: well and i think in breath of death the difference is is breath of death the references were comments whereas in a cosmic star heroine heroine the um, i yes i know what i'm saying um <laughs> the references are much close uh, you know are actually more one for one reference to the material itself and not just like a sentence here or a word here. It's actually the entire scene you're doing is, you know, based on one of event the
4: event instead of a referential comment.
2: Exactly. And and it I think that plays it a lot plays to it a lot better than just doing the comments.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean the comments are there for like humor's sake, you know?
5: Uh-huh. <clears throat> that being said, one of my favorite moments in, in either game is the uh, sewer level comment at the beginning of the sewer level in Breath <laughs> of Death 7, just because that, you know, we, we've all played so many RPGs and we all get so sick of sewer levels and that comment just made, made me die laughing.
4: Oh, yeah, and it's not even out of anywhere. It's the second you enter the sewer, it pops mm-hmm. up. Like, the game pauses and puts it up. It's not like, you know, something that you can miss reading on a sign or whatever. They they went all in on that. They're like, no, we're going to make sure everybody reads this. Yeah, there's a... Um... Oh. There's a screen that pops
3: up if you go into, this might've been like who, I don't forget who was, maybe it was Matt was saying it earlier, when you try to go into a location like before the game is ready for you to do so. And um, Mm -hmm. a screen pops up that literally says like, oh no, no sequence breaking here. You gotta go back and do something else first.
5: Yeah, and, and if you go to the optional dungeon that has the duck dragon, another thing pops up saying, like, hey, this place is really hard. You might not want to be there. And then the characters are both like, oh, we need to get out of here before we die.
4: As undead.
5: As undead, yes. <laughs>
2: um, oh, someone shared the dancing robot.
5: Um. Any, any other favorite moments? Sam, I don't think you win. I
1: don't really have one. Like, I'll be honest, I played both games so long ago that a lot of it... It's kind of fuzzy in my head <laughs> so oh, i got you. I, i'm being honest i i i like the games do i remember very key moments by the oh fuck no <laughs>
5: oh I, i'm believe me i'm sure if i hadn't replayed cosmic star i'd be deer in the headlights too, trying to think of one um right now but that's okay um, did we have any favorite songs from any of the games? I
0: just remember liking uh, a lot of the music in Cosmic Star Heroin. nothing really yeah, the, stands out.
5: Yeah, that, yeah, that soundtrack yeah. was really good. And um, just a note that I made: it's by Hyperduck, uh, a, a company called Hyperduck Soundworks that has done a lot of indie games, and most recently were the sound designers for Eastward, which is that um, indie action game that came out recently that's supposed to be really good.
0: It's on my back. It's on my to to buy to playlist
5: um, that, that being said I appreciate that breath of death didn't use chip tunes um, just because I, I don't know I felt like, I feel like sometimes if people don't get chiptunes right they get really irritating after a while and i i that i like the music in breath of death because of it
4: it's interesting they usually pick a different uh music person for all their different games because I, I did the review for cthulhu saves christmas and i really liked that music and when i looked it up it was not anybody they'd had before and i know both of these games had two different music people so yeah they farm that out but they they find good people
5: So i don't know if anybody else had any comments about the music
4: didn't Game really move. stand out to me.
5: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Next <and> question. <laughs> last but not least, did you guys have any special memories from either of these games? Sam, I know you have the big
1: one. Oh, I, I always think of Mac when I think of like, any of Zavoid's games. And I think it's just because, you know, we worked so hard to help the exposure of these games. Um, So whenever I play one, I just, I always think of him. Mostly because he was also such a big champion for you know, these smaller titles getting lots of exposure, and he was such a huge fan of, of all the games. And I, 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 I get very sad when I think about the fact that he never got to play Cthulhu Saves Christmas. So, you know, like, he he really loved just watching how Cosmic Star Heroin, especially, um, you know, was growing and how it was developing. So that that's where a lot of my memories come from. I mean, I think we worked really hard, and um, you know, when he died, I know, I remember Robert reached out to us, and he, he was very upset. Oh, um, yeah. You know, like, it was hard for a lot of us. So, that that's rem- my memories of them. And I mean, you know, I think Michael would be so proud to see, you know, um, these games kind of continue to thrive.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember reading Robert's Twitter post when Mac passed, and uh, just, I could see the sadness in his words and I, I- I was really happy that he gave him such a good eulogy on Twitter.
1: Yeah. It
5: was was so sweet. (laughs) That being said, um, because I played these games recently, I don't have quite as many memories other than uh, me telling Chris, uh, like, oh, hey, I'm playing Cosmic Star Heroin again. And I hear him yell to Anna, see, Kel's playing it twice, and you haven't even played the game that you're in once. (laughs) Ah, That's great. It's like, oh, that's funny.
4: You know what? This is kind of a theme because um, our our, our rival, bitter rival site, RPG Fan, um, they have a podcast similar to ours called Retro Encounter, and Michael Solosi is their host. And. Uh, They did Retro Encounter, or they did Cosmic Star Heroin, I think they did two episodes on it in November or just December of this past year, so just a month or two ago, and he talked about how he spent an ungodly amount of money on this game's Kickstarter to get a boss- or a bonus boss or something in the game. He's like, you know, you can look back in the Kickstarter page. I paid a whole lot of money for this. I really was excited about it. And, um, and he, he talks all great things about the email exchanges they had and they chatted with them. And he, he loved when he finally got around to playing it just now. Um, he loved what they did with the dog. It was like a childhood dog of his or something like that. Um, that was a bonus boss or something like that and how they did it. And it, he even said the same thing. He's like, you know, I had this in the game. I invested all this money in the game, the Kickstarter and everything. He goes, and I played it for maybe an hour when it first came out and was like, eh, something else shiny came along. And until they actually covered it on the podcast and he sat down, he's like, I better play this, man. Like, I, I, I did this all six, seven years ago or five years ago. I chilled all I think it was, this money. Yeah, I, and I, I went back and looked at the Kickstarter. I want to say that Kickstarter is like 2013 and here it is 2021. He's just starting to play the game for real. <laughs> So just like Paws, you know, got got some got in the game and but still didn't get around to it. Nope. I mean that that's the problem with game being a gamer sometimes just
2: so much, so so mm-hmm. much.
5: Mhm, mhm. Uh, too many games that enough time. I mean, time I've
2: off. beaten Cos. Let, uh, let me put it this way: I've beaten Cosmic Star Heroin tw- Heroin twice compared, and Paul's is still in that game too, <laughs> and she's
1: not touched it.
4: Now, when I get around to playing Cthulhu Saves the World uh, before the next time we do Zavoid uh, Part 2, late, wait, late, way late, late later this year, um, do I need to keep an eye out for pause in that one?
2: Um, Yes and no. She's in it, but she is an actual, like, story-driven party member. Okay, so. Uh, I got that far into that game.
4: I actually got pretty far in that one. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah it's I not like
0: those to... games are that long. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> but I don't have to go searching. That's good to know. Yeah, no, she arrives on a spaceship. <laughs> Spoilers. Um,
0: Yeah, I I just, you know, I got into the Z-Boyd games with Cosmic Star Heroine, and then I jumped into both Cthulhu games, um, which I also reviewed uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas for RP Gamer, the Switch version. You did. (laughs)
4: You you did it a year later.
0: I did. I think I gave it like the same score as you too. You
4: did? I read yours and I'm like, yep, it's still that.
0: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, like, I became a big fan of theirs, and um, I'm looking forward to This Way, Madness Lies. Um, It's been a while since we've gotten any new info on it, but, you know, COVID and all that other stuff. So hopefully they're still, um, you know, working hard on it, and I'm looking forward to their next project.
4: Um, You know, following them on Twitter is really interesting because you know they're working on it, and they have been for a couple years now. And they'll just throw out game ideas all the time. Yes. Like, would you like to see us and do a zombie game? (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you working on something? Get back to work. (laughs) You have an idea. I know you're a two-man group, man. You got got a lot of work to do. Don't go pushing 100 game ideas out there
5: i mean who knows if they're like pixar and they just keep like a whiteboard of game ideas that they just work on on the side
4: oh yeah yeah i just find it funny because yeah even when it became clear what they were doing and they got their name i think i submitted a few name ideas um but it, 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 just the amount of times they were like hmm what if we did this what if we did that what if we did this like damn it come on <laughs> get going you got your idea uh, by the way, the title
2: of the next game, speaking of the their Twitter, is This Way Madness Lies, a Shakespearean Magical Girl JRPG.
4: Oh, I had all those words in there at some point together. Well, not together, but <laughs> separately. You got most of them. You got most I of got them. I got most of them. I knew it was a Magical Girl RPG. And Shakespearean, you knew that? And Shakespearean, yeah. Well, that's where the quote comes from. So, no, they're a great studio. And uh, I'll only mention our... RPG fan people one other time. They had a great interview when, uh, Cthulhu Save Christmas came out. They had them on their uh, Retro Encounter podcast, and it was cool to hear them. And I think I've interacted a couple times with them on Twitter, and I think once or twice on our Discord. Because I want to say one of them's on our Discord, not regularly, but lurks around. Pause will summon him every now and again if somebody uh, asks a question. Yeah.
2: Um. I I hang out uh, with uh, Scott who runs their streams. Um. And in fact, I've got him going on my other monitor right now.
5: Um. I'm sure when this gets tweeted out that they're gonna add. Ask- z Boyd. um hopefully we didn't say anything too critical because i mean th- these games definitely made me a fan and i cannot wait to ch- check out magical girl-, girl shakespeare when it comes out but it'll, pu- it'll probably be a day one purchase
2: oh yeah no they, they they're they're um I've been, i've for the most part enjoyed everything i didn't really enjoy the second um penny arcade one they worked on but at the same time working on a licensed project is tricky i especially one with that type of history to it um so but as but as far as um like all their in-house stuff i have definitely at least enjoyed what i've played even though i haven't beaten it all i own it all um and so I'm. I'm. This is definitely going to be a day one purchase, if not a pre a, a pre purchase.
3: So. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've I've liked what I've played. Um, I might not be as in love as like uh, some of the people um on here were. Um, but I would like, and th- this is why to me Cosmic Star Heroine um I like is noteworthy is because, and I, this is what I said earlier, like it just feels like so much more of a fleshed out game and um they just, even, even in their earlier games, they just have um, clever writing, like, like skilled writing. Um, And it's, it was nice to see it like put to something more than just like a couple of like funny lines. Right. Which is, which is to me, what, what I remember of Breath of Death and to a, to a lesser degree, Cthulhu. So I'm I'm definitely, I would look forward to seeing them tackle another, like, more concrete game, right? Actual game. It, it, you know, just writing. by the
4: amount of years that's going on here, you know, with Cosmic Star Heroes is about three and a half, four years, and it's probably even older than that. I'm thinking of when I finally got the Vita copy, it was four years ago. Yeah, I
3: think so, it's got to be more.
4: Yeah, and I mean, Cthulhu Saves Christmas at this point was two Christmases ago. So, you know, they, and I'm sure they had to put in work for the, uh, Um, switch port and everything so but it's been a couple years Um, but yeah no it seems like this next one might be at least more cosmic star heroin than another Cthulhu sized adventure uh 2017
2: was uh the release date for um cosmic star heroine um it was released on the switch and vita in 2018
4: yep that's when i played it i played it right before uh, dragon quest 11 came out it was a nice game to finish in a week then i realized i had another week
5: (laughs) yeah i think that happened to me too when i and
4: i played uh another another girl short indie game uh what was it it wasn't really even indie um Gosh, the storybook one. Gosh, we gave it a 5.0. I can't even think of the game. Was it Ubisoft that, uh.
5: Oh, Child live? of Light?
4: Yes, Child of Light. I played these two games back to back. Those were really two excellent games. That was one of Sam's two or three only 5.0s. Yep. I remember yep. that from the last time. Yeah, I, I should. I was putting that in my head too i'm like somebody gave it a 5.0 and we've talked about that recently so yeah i beat the, those were like the two weeks well while pascal was madly rushing through dragon quest 11 to, to review it in time for the release this is what i was doing yeah. <laughs> To put that squarely in Pascal's timeline.
3: To be fair, Dragon Quest is the kind of game you can actually, like, rush through. I don't know. The, the kind of game that I don't like to rush through is, like, open world stuff, but Dragon Quest isn't really that.
4: No, you've got... The corridors may be quite large, but you're going down a path.
5: Well, I, I think that about covers it, unless we have anything else to say about any of these.
4: No, I'm good. And uh, we've got our guests dropping like flies.
5: Yeah, um,
2: s- I was same and little... Ryan
5: had to
4: out yeah I'm, I'm
2: sorry i was a little preoccupied with the on the music bit um but i i do want to point to the one vocal track that is part of cosmic star heroine i really actually enjoyed that track the one that uh you're gonna, it have to gonna sing say it the, for the us. lounge yeah
4: <laughs> is it the lounge song The like the lounge singer
2: yeah the singer who's also like the spy mm-hmm. yeah that i really enjoyed that track that is actually my favorite piece of music in in the game.
0: Oh cool.
3: I wish I had more of fresh recollection like you do. I can't really contribute anything.
4: Well, I I played it in October, so. Thanks for being here tonight, Pascal.
3: That's it's my my normal my normal level. <laughs> yeah.
5: That's all right. Pascal always provides good insight though.
4: You've got your reviews to look back on. You've got your insights. All right, with that, well, Kelly, I guess we'll uh, wrap this up.
5: Yes, th- thank you matt as always thank you robert thank you pascal and of course thank you to sam and ryan who had to duck duck out a little bit early i think i need to pop more cold medicine right now
4: (laughs) don't mix it with some sprite because uh you don't need to be up all night
5: no no i don't but um Thank you for putting up with my sexy, cold voice tonight. And uh, we have a good schedule for the year. Um, we do a bunch of interesting stuff. We're doing Nino Cooney two weeks from now. Um, got some Octopath Traveler in there, and we'll, we'll be doing part two of Zebwood Games at probably a more holiday-appropriate time.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, hint. We have part two <laughs> of Cold Steel coming up.
5: Oh yes, yes, with uh, many jokes about head petting. So much petting. <laughs>
2: Uh, that, that apparently has been quite the uh, requested theme.
4: <laughs> I don't know yeah, if requested.
2: Us,
3: we're the ones who requested it. <laughs> it's not others requesting it. No, it's us.
4: It's us. Yes, Pascal and I. Oh, sorry about that. Mike went flying. Pascal and I are playing this together for uh, everybody's enjoyment. So we'll be getting to this much much before any holiday Cheer later this year. Are there any good train wrecks this year to look forward to?
5: Um, I believe I put Witch in the Hundred Night on the schedule at some point. Whether or not we go through it, through with it or not, um, we've got Final Fantasy 14 1.0 on the list as well. Which that that <laughs> talk about a glow up.
4: Oh yeah, and then Pascal it depends how much you talk about uh Alliance Alive. Well, I'm in the minority, so I I can't make that into a train wreck show. <laughs> Oh, Legend of Legacy is going to get some uh, for me,
5: though. Oh, yeah. Well, we did put that on the schedule. Okay. We did.
4: <laughs> um,
3: I think we have a, um, a certain open world game that came out, um, what, just holiday of what? was? I guess it would have been two years ago. Was it even two years ago? Um, by a certain um, CD project, maybe? Oh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is that enough hints? So, yeah, that's enough, right? Yeah, that's enough. That's Actually, enough. we got
5: two of them. We got two of them on there. The, the one that people like and the one that people love the shit on.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. That's so what I'm saying. The tra- I'm, I'm trying to tease the train wreck.
5: Okay. So yeah, yeah. We,
4: I don't know if we've got as many train wrecks as a few derailments coming up, but
5: uh. Well, oh, we figured we'd start out the, the the year with some positivity before going <laughs> down the rabbit hole. That's what garbage.
3: we're doing. Nino Cuni
4: next time.
5: And I, I don't know. Depending oh, on damn. people's. De- Depending on people's opinion of Sands of Destruction, that could be go either way, but we shall see.
4: All right, well, I think that brings us to the end. I've got uh, no good words of wisdom, except for uh, you should all go out, get some z games if you haven't already if you haven't well we ruined these two for you but there's plenty else to check out (laughs) and and they're lulu and uh saves the world and saves christmas a check
2: and uh going over prices um, because i actually have this steam page for cosmic star heroine up in front of me uh it is currently available for 15 dollars however uh these games often go on sale a lot and Mm -hmm. you can usually get a lot of and and this goes for all of their games uh you can usually get some very good deals uh, for these games at much cheaper prices. I think I picked up um, like a two pack with Cosmic Star Heroin and one of the other ones and I got one of the other games for free because and it was like five bucks. So just keep an eye out for um, sales um, for these games because they are always going, they go on sale a lot.
5: Put yeah, them in your wishlist, cr- they'll pop up. Cthulhu Saves Christmas over Christmas was like two dollars and I think Cosmic Star was three on Switch. So you're never hurting for a sale for them. All that being said, a little- we will put this one to bed we shall see you in a couple of weeks and have a good one take care
2: Undead man, a miserable little pile of secrets.